Morning, everyone. Um, there is a couple of things just to, to mention before we jump into the lesson today. I was told that uh, John Free has lost a hearing aid, so if you are using it, Betty found it. All right, very good. What a blessing. Good. I, we were afraid that some, somebody else had grabbed it and was using it, and so we wanted, please give it back. You know? um, also, there's a, in the elder selection process, we're going to take another week. There's some more uh, guys wanted to do some more prayer and, and reflection. And so, Lord willing, next week, uh, names will be announced and we'll, we'll walk from there and we'll see, see where, where God leads us. So just continue to pray. As we talked about before, it's better with this process to do it right than on time. You know, and so we've, we've postponed the things a few weeks. And God's working and uh, our prayers are just that God continues to, to show and, and guide, um, guide us in that process. So uh, as we're all walking through this together... Hey, there is a, a while back, there's a movie came out that um, my family and I went to watch. And there was a, we, we're not, okay, there's Star Wars fans and then there's Star Wars fans, okay? We're Star Wars fans here. Now, some of you here may be real Star Wars fans. Who is that here? Okay, yep, you got the Smith clan, hands up. Yeah, there's some. There's, we're casual Star Wars fans. We like the movies. It's entertaining and, and such. But there was a, a, a quote in this, in one of the movies that came out of here not long ago called Rogue One. And there is a quote that really stuck with me. And I remember the first time I heard it, it was one of those that, that really stuck to me uh, by a guy, I, get, I didn't even know his name until I looked up the quote. But Chirrut, how many of you know who he is? He's the, the warrior monk kind of guy. He's blind and, yeah, that, that guy. And they're all in behind bars. All the good guys are behind bars, and I don't even remember all their names. They're not Han Solo and Luke Skywalker, and so it's another, I don't know who they are. But they are behind bars and talking about how do we get out of this prison. And Chirrut makes a comment. He says, there is more than one sort of prison, Captain. I sense that you carry yours wherever you go. And that's a quote that I remember sitting in the theater thinking, wow, there's something to that. That's true. I know exactly what he's talking about. And as we've been taking some time to go through spiritual disciplines, God's path to help us get to freedom, this is one of the quotes that keeps pumping and going through my head because that is so true of us. Sometimes we can be people that we've come to Christ, we've become Christians, we've entered into that covenant of God, we know the good news of Christ. We're saved, but because of some spiritual immaturities in us, we continue to carry around this prison wherever we go. You know what I mean? We're going to talk today about uh, how to, how, a way to pursue some of that freedom that Christ talks about. But one of the things that's important for us to notice, we're going to get to forgiveness, but we're going to talk, not talk about forgiveness until we get right to the end. Here's a a universal principle in life that it's important the sooner we learn this and the sooner we understand this the better we are you will be wronged and hurt in this life okay so if we think that we're going to go through life with this storybook picture that that how on earth i'm not going to be wronged everybody's going to treat me well things are going to be great and i don't think any of us would ever say that does, does anybody say that I don't think any of us ever say, oh yeah, life's going to be wonderful, it's perfect, great, whatever, and that everybody treats me well, then, um, then we're setting ourselves up for disappointment. And it's very important for us to understand we will be wronged and hurt. That is a given in a fallen world that we live in. Okay? It, that's that's going to happen. And so the big question is, how do I respond when I am hurt? Because what is inside of me comes out when I'm wronged. I get to see what's really there. 
Okay? It's really easy for me to walk through life when everybody's treating me well and everything's wonderful. But when I'm treated, I feel unfairly, then what's really there comes out. And sometimes I really don't like what I see when that comes out. So let's talk about some ways that, that we can respond to wrongs, the different wrongs that happen to us. Okay? There's things that are minor offenses that happen in life. Okay, things that in the grand scheme of all of the stuff that's happening in the world is really shouldn't be that big a deal. How many of you have ever gotten upset about something that you thought later, Ugh, that really wasn't a big deal, I shouldn't have gotten upset about that? Okay, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Good. All right, you're there with me. Yeah, there's plenty of, a, there's plenty of that type of thing that happens. Let me give you, I wrote some down here. There's times, and these can hurt, okay? They can hurt, but in the grand scheme of things, when we look out in the world, there's, there's bigger stuff. Hey, maybe my, uh, my wife forgets my birthday. Okay? No, I'm not putting Sylvia on the spot there. She's never done that. I just, okay, I'm saying generally speaking. You're, someone close to you forgets your birthday. Um, or you're driving home and you see your neighbor uh, coming the other direction and they just cut in front of you and drive into their, their driveway. Or your neighbor is, uh, is spraying in their yard and some of the the weed killer drifts over and it kills some of your plants and my kid bites your kid uh, someone at the restaurant makes your sandwich wrong you know these type of things and you look at them as is some of those it's not that they're not a big deal sometimes they are sometimes they hurt but in the grand scheme of life with people starving with war happening with people all around us on the, the train the bullet train to to destruction uh, spiritually, when we look at those things, I hope sometime we can think, okay, really? Really? How I respond to that really says something about what's going on inside me. Look at 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 13, verse 5. This is where Paul goes through, love is this, love is that, love is... And he walks through all of that. And in that chapter, he says, a person who is, love is, not, what? Easily angered. That's an important part of us being people that are loving to our neighbors is, is that we're not easily angered about the stuff that, that comes up. Uh, look at um, the next verse here, Colossians chapter 13. Paul says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. Forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord God forgave you. Now we're going to come back to some of that here in just a minute. But God has called us to be people who forgive. When someone does something to us, we're called to forgive. How much more in the things that, that are minor offenses that happen all the time in life? Let's look at one more. Go to Proverbs chapter 19. This one isn't listed up here, but Proverbs chapter 19, 11. Proverbs 19, 11 says, A person's wisdom yields patience. It is to one's glory to overlook an offense. Okay, sometimes we get this backwards in our own mind. Man, if someone offends me, I'm going to say something about it. I'm going to respond and I'm going to let them know what's on my mind and in my heart. I'm going to let them have it. But God tells us that it is honorable, it is more honorable to overlook an offense. Just let it go, move on, forgive, no big deal, and, uh, and allow that to happen. So think about this. As we as Christians... If we are easily angered and easily offended, okay, there's sometimes, I saw a meme here recently that helped speak to this. One of those memes on Facebook, sometimes they're great, sometimes they're, they're like, <laughs> whatever. But this meme said, just because you're offended does not mean you're right. Now think about that. I think that's pretty good to think about, isn't it, for us? 
And as Christians, and as people in general, let's start there, people in general, if I am easily angered by minor offenses and I carry that around, I'm going to carry my prison with me wherever I go. Life is not going to be good, and I'm not going to have much to show about Christ. Because we as Christians should be the first people that are willing and able to overlook these minor offenses. So if you find yourself in a place, like I do at times, where I, I get worked up and I'm upset over things in the grand scheme of things are, shouldn't be that big a deal for us as Christians. Here's some things that I found helpful, and let me give you a time out here. Some of the outline of what I'm sharing today came from a, a book that I read that had a chapter on forgiveness. Okay, And so if you're curious about where that came from, you can come talk to me. And I'll, I'll give you information. You can do more reading. Okay, so first of all, it's important for us, if I find myself just dwelling on when I'm walking around or when I have moments of quiet, that I'm dwelling on uh, frustration over things that have happened to me that in the grand scheme of things are minor, it's important for me to do some ref- reflection and think, why, why is that really upset, really getting to me? And then confess that that's not the way that God wants me to be. He wants me to be bigger than that. He wants me to be better than that. And ask for God's help moving forward. Oftentimes, it's part of that confession is telling someone else that is a, a trusted spiritual guide for us. Say, I just feel like I'm, I, I don't let stuff go. And, and I get angry about stuff that I shouldn't. Then... When we have other people that uh, are praying along with us, that makes things a whole lot better. And hopefully, we can fill ourselves up with God, and as we go along, not allow those things that are minor to take such a toll on us and, and to be, be so important to us. Okay? So, first of all, to start with, okay, minor offenses. As Christians, we should be the first people that train ourselves to be able to move past those. But unfortunately in life, not all of things, the wrongs that are done to us are minor. There's things that create legitimate wounds for us. Uh, there's times where maybe we have um, uh, been been wrestling with something and we, we share that with in confidence to, to someone who's going to help pray for us, and then all of a sudden the word gets out and everybody knows about it. That hurts because we have shared something that's important in confidence and psh, there it goes. That's, that hurts. That, that can be really, really damaging. Uh, there's there's times where someone uh, tells a a lie or offends a family member. You know, our tendency is to to go to bat for them, and and uh, those are those are legitimate. There's times where um, where people deliberately hurt or deliberately gossip about us. These are just okay. There's there's a bunch of things that can be legitimate wounds here, and it's not right, and it shouldn't have happened, but it did. And so the question is, what am I going to do about it now? Let's go to Matthew 18, and we won't deal with all that, that Jesus deals with here in Matthew 18. But go ahead and look at Matthew 18. I'll start reading in verse 15. It says, If your brother or sister sins, go and point out their fault, just or sins against you, as some will say. Go and point out their fault just between the two of you. If they listen to you, you have won them over. So here's, let's walk through this. Uh, ways that this is helpful to to dealing with wrongs uh, that are legitimate to us. Um, first of all is go. Scripture talks about in Ephesians is that don't let the sun go down on your wrath. What happens is if we have something that someone has done to us that has really legitimately wounded us, that's been, that's been hurtful, that's been sinful, then if we sit and we 
think about it too long, what happens is bitterness gets in. And we stop seeing the situation for what it is, and it becomes harder and harder to deal with because we can't see through the bitterness that's in front of us. And so Jesus tells us, go. And he says, go alone. And that's the other part of this. There is a, there's something, and I think I've, I've talked about it before, and it's an important concept to remember, is within uh, people that, that work with other people a lot, there's a, there's a term that is used that's part of dysfunction that you have to look for in, in people dynamics or system dynamics called triangling. For example, if I've got an issue with Denny here, that's sitting up front, okay, and I've got an issue with Denny, and I go and I talk to Mark about my issue with Denny. How does Mark help resolve this situation? He can't. He can't control anything that happens there. This is between Denny and myself. And so if I go and talk with Mark about it, it does not create health, does it? It doesn't heal. It doesn't create a, a better situation. Because oftentimes these are misunderstandings that when legitimate wounds happen, especially between Christians. But I go, I go alone, and I go with a purpose to reconcile, because that's what we as Christians are supposed to do. We don't go with a purpose of, I'm going to beat him over the head with my discussion, I'm going to let him have it. But I go with a purpose that I know when I walk out of that room, as far as it depends on me, there's going to be reconciliation, and we're going to be okay with each other. Because that's what God calls us to be. And go now, again, not... Sometimes we didn't at night to think about it, but we get moving on that. We don't let it fester and, and things become um, worse because bitterness creeps into our heart and soul. And then once we do that, it's important that we learn to let it go. Because if we go to a person, and, and if you've ever had this happen to you, it's difficult. Or if you've ever done this to somebody, it's difficult. If I had an issue with Denny, I go and we talk about it, we say that we're okay with it, and then I w we walk away thinking we're okay with it, and then both of us or one of us decides that we're not okay with it, that's hard because we've dealt with it. And oftentimes that's just Satan getting in there and working on our hearts to say, hmm, let's see how I can stir this up and make it worse. But as Christians, we're called to be people that are able to, willing to say, hmm, all right, Maybe I don't have all the answers to that situation, but I will not let this be a prison for me. I will not carry this prison of, of bitterness wherever I go. I'm going to allow it to go. There was a, the men's retreat this last uh, couple of days. There were some, some great lessons uh, about forgiveness, and, and there's some of that I'll share next week. Okay? Next week, we're going to talk about forgiving ourselves. It's hard to forgive other people if we really don't have a concept of, of forgiving ourselves. Uh, that's part of... Um, and so we'll talk about that. If you have some lingering guilt, we're going to deal with that next week. Okay. But something that we talk about how God has forgiven our sins as far as it is from the east to the west. Okay, that's pretty far, east to west. That's, that's way out there. But I, at the men's retreat up near Augusta, there was a, uh, there's this stream that was going by that was in high water. And how many of you have seen the, the Gallatin River or the Madison? Madison's not so much. It's got a dam on it, but the Yellowstone... It's, they're going right now, aren't they? All that water up there by Yellowstone Park, is all the snow is melting and it's coming down right now. And if you take a stick and you throw it out there halfway across, how long are you going to see that stick? Not very long. Okay, and sometimes with ourselves, we choose to forgive, we choose to let something go, we throw it in that water, and then we do whatever we can to get out there and wade, it and wade to it and bring it back. And it just creates heartache for us to, to do that. And so God's plan for us is to be, as Christians, is to learn to just let things go. 
because we don't want to carry that prison with us wherever we go. There's another type of of wrong that can happen to us, and these are life-shattering injustices. We'll call them that. And sometimes in a a situation where there's a married couple and and one uh, commits adultery and, and just destroys the relationship, that is life-shattering. Or, or there's a drug, drunk driving incident where your child is killed. Those type of situations that don't happen to all of us, but they happen to some of us. And we just, it's devastating, absolutely devastating. And there seems to not be a, a, a point by point, what do we do in those situations? Because Jesus' words, or Paul's words to forgive, seem like that just seems too simple. How do I walk through that? Because that is so terrible. And so hurtful. And here's some things that I can share with you. And I know that, as, as you know, when I, when I lived in Great Falls, one of the things I did is worked at, as a trauma chaplain at the hospital. I worked in the ER when disasters would come in. And I have numerous at times sat by people who have just lost someone to a drunk driver or someone, a child who has OD'd on drugs. And, I, and the doctor's there. And in those situations, what I found is that doctors are tremendous biologists. Oftentimes, they do not have the skills to talk people through that. They don't know what to say. And so they get out of the room as quick as possible. Now, there's very few docs will stand in the room in a situation like that, and nurses will help out a lot. But my job was to somehow, some way, provide some encouragement because they had, I, couldn't, I couldn't solve any of that. Nobody can solve any of the hurt that they were going through right then. But they have a choice. Am I going to pursue anger and blame God, or am I going to run into the arms, embrace him, and look to him for comfort? And how we make that decision makes all the difference in the world. And so when we have those life-shattering injustices, if they happen to you, walk through. Here's some things that are helpful. If they happen to someone near you, beware of this. Oftentimes what's not helpful if someone... Uh, has had a life-shattering injustice close to us, is to say, it's all right, it's going to be okay. It doesn't help to say that, because it, when we're in that situation, those, those quick fixes and quick answers tend to be, to be really, uh, they just don't work for us. And so, first of all, is deciding, I'm going to acknowledge what happened. And I'm going to acknowledge that it's bad. And I'm going to acknowledge that I have lost something from this. If a, a child is, is killed in an accident, I have lost... Uh, my child, seeing my child graduate from high school, I've lost all of these things. I've lost grandchildren. I have lost that. And identifying that loss helps us get to a point that someday we'll be open to forgiveness. There's stories of tremendous forgiveness of people of faith that have received wrongs that never should have happened, but have gotten to a point, sometimes in a matter of months, sometimes in a matter of years, to say, I find compassion for the person that did this. I've chosen to forgive them, and I will not carry around hatred for them for the rest of my life. I won't do it. Because I know that's not what God wants for me. And I know that seeking revenge is not going to create any type of, uh, any type of healing for me or anybody else. Some amazing stories out there of, uh, of great forgiveness in those times. So let's talk about forgiveness from the mouth of Jesus here for a few minutes. Forgiveness, again, is the ability to be able to find compassion for those who have wronged us 
and leaving the past in the past and deciding that no bitterness or anger is going to eat at me from now on. Matthew chapter 6, verses 14 and 15, Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount, For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. Ooh, okay, Jesus lays it out here, doesn't he? This is hard. Because Jesus says very, very clearly that this... Okay, everybody, listen. This is He's on the Sermon on the Mount. Okay, this is very important. I need you to listen to what I'm saying right now. How you choose to treat other people that have wronged you is of vital importance to me because if you treat if you respond badly you will not be forgiven that's big you know for me that causes me to pause to take a time out and think hey this there's there's some disputable matters that we find in scripture you see that you see Paul referencing that this isn't one of them being a person who is a, is a person that decides to forgive and, and lives that out is essential. I believe the reason why is because the very nature of God and the very nature of Jesus' sacrifice, which we'll see here in a second, is all based on forgiveness. All of his interaction with us is based on love and forgiveness. And if we don't do that, what we do is we ultimately carry around this prison with us of hatred and bitterness towards other people. We dwell on it. We think about it. And if we're doing that, on earth can we love our brother? You know what I mean? If our heart is filled with bitterness towards people, we can't love them. And we can't do what God has called us to do. The greatest example that we see here, man, Jesus, uh, Jesus will always call us higher. Jesus is on the cross there. He is innocent. He has been put there by um, political motives, selfish motives. He's on that cross. Roman soldiers driving nails through his hands and through his feet. There's people that he has taking care of people that he has treated well that are now mocking him, that are, that, are, um, that are doing whatever they can to make his life miserable at that point in time. Think about a time where someone has done something to you that has been painful and you've responded. You just think about that anger that comes out and that, I'm just going to... And Jesus' response is he's on that cross experiencing the abuse that has been shoveled on him, he says, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Wow. Jesus has not asked us to do anything that he has not done himself first. Tremendous example of faith here, isn't it? Tremendous example of, of loving others that, that are not loving us. As we've talked about some other things like fasting, like uh, times of meditation and reflection, uh, other spiritual disciplines that lead us into freedom, forgiveness is, is one of these that leads us into spiritual freedom. There is a, there's times in my life, and I believe with all of us, where someone does something to us that's hurtful, whether it be something that is a minor offense or, or, or something legitimate hurt. I don't think that I could ever say that I have had life-shattering injustices happen to me. Not yet at this point in my life I've been spared that. But some of you haven't. Some of you have had those. You've walked through that. You feel that. You know what I'm talking about more than I do. But the message of Jesus is something that's powerful here. Um, and I imagine as, as we're walking through Scripture here and sharing this, there's some of you that are thinking in your heads, oh man, oh, 
how do you know? How do you know this is happening to me? Because there's some bitterness that's in there. There's some forgiveness that has not been extended. And we have your quiet moments when you go on a walk by yourself or wherever it may be. Is there is this, this nagging voice in the back of you and you just feel that, that burden and that rage boil up inside you because of what that person has done for you. What you're doing is you're carrying your prison with you. And what Jesus wants to do, and he wants for us, is to be free of that. He wants us to forgive, to be able to love our brothers and sisters, to be able to put all that behind us, because when we're able to put that behind us, when we decide to put that behind us, his spirit heals us so that we can walk forward, and it does not matter what happens in life, we can find freedom. Everything. And people will will say ugly things, people will do things to us that, that they shouldn't, but because of our response, a loving response, by saying, forgive them because they don't know what they're doing, we're able to leave that cage and that prison behind and be someone that we could never be otherwise. And so my encouragement to you is that if there's something in your heart that's boiling up that you, you, you have not been able to forgive, then do something about it because it is not worth taking that prison with you. Uh, God wants you to be free of it. If you want prayers to be able to leave that behind, the elders are going to be in the back here in just a minute, and they're willing to pray with you. I'm willing to talk with you. Find a brother and sister that has got some maturity and talk and say, I, and, and if there's, if it deals, it's dealing with somebody else, you don't have to give the name. It's best if you don't. But just say, I, I want prayers to help walk through this situation so that I can leave all this behind. And... There's Satan's trick is to say, no, 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 don't worry about it. It's, it's no big deal. This is going to be too hard to walk through it. Not. God's plan for us is to be people that choose to forgive and leave all that cage behind. And that's my prayer for you. And when we demonstrate that as people, what d- God does is he opens up the world to us in, um, in calling people and bringing people into our community because people are able to see that this is different. This is a people of faith that lives differently than everything I have ever seen before. I, want to, I, see, it a lot, I see that here, and I pray that we can be more and more of that every day. Let's stand and sing together.